Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hello there, this is Megan. I'm so excited to be with you here today. Today I was kind of just planning and dreaming and really kind of putting more clearly details on my Groovy Moms Haven retreat that is happening at the end of October. I already have people who signed up and joined and ready to come to this retreat. I am so, so excited for it. If you want to come be with Grieving Moms and connect and really do healing work, meditations, tappings, you can go to meganhillica.com slash retreat and you can pick which room you want. Come join us. I am so, so excited for this. And for those of you that come to meet you in person, to visit and to really just know that You don't have to pretend, you don't have to, you know, if you laugh that your grief hasn't disappeared, you you can take off the mask that you're wearing, pretending that everything's okay, but you can laugh and know that it's okay to laugh and you can cry and it's okay to cry. It's all welcome there. And so I can't wait to meet you in person and to really just have a really safe space to be, to process and to do some healing work, some emotional work, and just really processing the the depth of pain and trauma and turmoil that happens when your child dies. So today we're going to talk about, is rock bottom inevitable? I've been pondering this question for some time because my purpose in my work would be to be able to help women before they reach rock bottom. My goal would to help women in their grief, um, to support them, to give them tools, skills, and help so that they have the capability to navigate this life that they have with child loss, with their child dying. And yet, it can seem like sometimes as humans, we will not change anything, anything until we are forced to, until there is no other option than to change. I have felt this myself, um, where Arya's death shattered me in so many ways that I didn't even think were possible. I already felt emotionally broken. I already felt pretty fragile emotionally. And with Arya's death, I had to learn how to live again. I would seriously shut down a relationship before I had hard conversations. I shoved things under the rug, um, not saying I don't anymore um, or like that I never do. I still do. I just try to be more aware of it and definitely know that it helps to take things out from underneath the rug. I felt like Aria's death was a turning point for me to live, to live for this moment, to be present with what is going on with my life, to take care of my emotional state, and sometimes even to say no to others when I need to say no, to tell my husband that your family needs you at home. Please stay home and 
please like know that your family needs you. Your family's falling apart at home and we need you here. So I have a few ideas why this tends to be what happens, um, why we tend to need to hit rock bottom before we decide that, okay, this actually needs to happen. This is important. And I'll share these with you. So number one is that as humans, we do what is familiar to us. So what I mean by this is we do the same thing over and over because we know it. Even if it causes pain. So even if it's painful, even if it's something that hurts us, even if it's bringing us a lot of suffering, we know it. We know the pain and we know the suffering. We know what it feels like. Even though it's painful, it's also comfortable. And to do something different brings a new pain because it's unknown. So it brings fear and pain. And when we look in from the outside, we can say, oh, why would someone not do something different if it, if it's causing so much pain, if it's so horrible, if it's bringing so much suffering and so much emo- emotional turmoil? We can see that from the outside. But from the inside, of course, we stay in our comfort zones, even though it may be slowly killing us because it's what we know. For example, guilt is an emotion that can eat you up inside. It's an emotion that is so toxic and horrible to feel. And yet many moms that I work with are so scared to let go of the guilt that they feel because what does it mean about them if they don't feel guilt? What does it mean about them as a mother if they don't feel guilt over the death of their child? So when you think about this, when we think about doing something over and over again that's bringing us pain and the fear of doing something different because we don't know what that option is, I want you to notice if this is something you're doing and to notice, you know, the one that's comfortable for you and notice the one that's uncomfortable for you because you've never done it before. And notice if, you know, you get to choose. Do you want to do the one that's uncomfortable but might bring more peace, might bring more calm, might bring more joy into your life? Or do you want to keep going on the same path you're on in the uncomfortableness, in that pain, in that suffering? Because it's what you know. So when you can realize that you're doing it because it's a pattern you're doing, because it's comfortable, If you're going to be uncomfortable either way, why not choose the one that is going to lead you to a life that you are dreaming of or that you want or that you can have less pain in? So why not choose the one that will lead you there? So the next one is we tend to focus on the problems. And so maybe, you know, that that phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, And so we focus on the problems that are causing the most noise, the most pain. Like if you're too busy or have too much going on and you then you deal with what feels the most urgent at the moment. And if you can push through, function, do the things you need to do, even if you aren't happy or doesn't feel good, we tend to just keep going, to just keep pushing through until it all falls apart. And you literally cannot push through anymore. Does that sound familiar at all? 
I know that I have felt this myself in my life and I have to be super intentional about it. Um, noticing how I keep focusing on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Because if something takes, if you don't decide where your time or attention is going to go, something else will claim it. Especially when you're raising kids, especially when you are married or have a family. Um, it's it's going to take your your time. It will fill up your time. My sister one time said, you know, whether you have one kid or 15 kids, they take up all your time. So it's really, it doesn't matter how many kids you have. It doesn't matter if you have kids, your time just fills up. And if we don't focus or, you know, if you have a problem after problem after problem, and you focus on that without realizing that how important your mental health, physical health, uh, emotional well-being is, that... (laughs) That will be the next problem, right? The the rock bottom that if we don't take time to care for that. So number three, which is kind of similar, but it has a little bit different vein, is too busy to slow down. Whether this is with kids, with work, um, family, whatever it is, notice if you are caring for your mental and emotional health. I hear all the time from people, I just don't have time to fall apart. What will happen if I start to do this work and I can't function anymore? I have seven kids to care for or a job or house to keep up or whatever it is for you. But the underlying theme is I can't afford to fall apart. And I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me say this, that if you don't find the time for it, someday you'll be forced to which is the whole point of this episode. I would love it if I could show you why right now is the time to start doing the internal work rather than after everything has already fallen apart. But I'm not sure if you're going to hear me on it. I want you to hear me. Right now is the time to care for yourself before you don't have any other choice. So this means slowing down. This means notice what's going on in your body. This means getting out of your head and into your body. This means prioritizing your health in whatever way that looks for you right now. This could be joining Gravy Mom's Haven. This could be joining a gym. This could be scheduling a time to do a meditation, whether it's inside of Gravy Mom's Haven or your own meditation. It could be going to get a massage. It could be connecting with a friend. It could be coming to Gravy Mom's Haven retreat, whatever it is. For you. Notice what you need and and allow yourself to have that. And remember that it's okay for you to fall apart. You might be surprised at who steps up and in to help. And you know what? It's also good to show your kids that you are not perfect. Not to put all your emotions and stuff on them, but to show them that you are human. And so that when they go through trials in their life, which they will, They know that there's not something wrong with them because they are going through something hard. So on a quick side note, I have gone on a walk, a bike ride, a hike almost daily and if not daily, many times a week since we started our bus travels around the United States. And when we arrived back in Minnesota a few weeks ago, I went on two walks in two weeks and I kept getting 
frustrated that I never have time to go on a walk. I'm too busy and I was beginning to feel panicky in my body. I was stressed out and overwhelmed. I often use walks to calm down in my body and mind. I'm very intentional um, as a walk to breathe, notice my surroundings, and really think intentional thoughts and feeling intentional feelings. So they are very life-giving to me. And yet I wasn't making time for them. And I told Justin one day how frustrated I was. I was so frustrated that I haven't made it out on a walk yet. And he's like, well, why haven't you gone? You've been able to go all day and you chose not to go. And you know what? It was so true. I kept putting other things higher on my list of getting things done. When getting out on my walk truly centers me and grounds me to get my things done better and be more present for my kids. So I just want to give a gentle reminder to you that no one else usually is going to tell you to stop doing things or to slow down or to take care of yourself. You get to decide if you are worth it or if you get to or you get to make time for it. So stop saying you don't have time for it. You are just not prioritizing it and If you don't want to make it a priority, that is okay, but you are the one making the decision. So on to my next one. Um, The thing sometimes we think is believing that this is just the way it has to be, that this pain, this suffering, anxiety, depression, worry, whatever it is, that this is just who you are and you have to accept it. There are some things that we just have to accept are part of our life. For like, for myself, grief, anxiety, I live with them on a daily basis. And I have accepted that I walk with them. And by accepting them, it has actually gotten easier. But it isn't a giving up. It isn't a in a way where I'm like, oh, this is just the way it is. This is just poor me. This is just how it has to be. It's not that at all. It's, wow, grief and anxiety are with me the rest of my life. So I'm going to relax. I can allow them. I can move through them. I can be with them. I can carry them. And it's like a comfortable acceptance not a depressive acceptedness. It's like a being with them. And by doing this, they actually have a lot less power over my life than just accepting that they are part of my life and I have to just feel miserable the rest of my life. So I hope you can tell the difference. I was trying to describe that as best as I could because it's actually very, very important. It's a huge, huge difference. I know that when your child dies, It can feel impossible to feel anything else but despair, anger, guilt, sadness, or whatever it is for you. But if you continue to believe that this is the only option and things can never change, they will never change. They really won't. There's a piece in here about taking an active role in your grief, like being proactive, taking part of it, living it, breathing it, moving through it, and taking a passive role in your grief. This is just letting go of everything, of caring about it, of taking any steps that will help you because you might believe that it will never change. So notice if you are taking an active role, if you are doing things to support your mind and body and really supporting yourself through this because it's almost like you can give, 
I think of it as like coming underneath you and supporting you and carrying you and they're like warm hugs to your heart and to your body and to your mind and to your everything like just supporting and loving and carrying your body through it and then there's just like giving up and just letting everything happen to you without being a part of it so the question was again do we have to hit rock bottom maybe maybe that's when you will finally learn that caring for yourself is one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself and your family i hope not though I hope today you will commit to yourself that you are worthy of caring for, that you can take an active role in your grief to get out of the constant reactive state of stress in your life. I hope today that you will decide to join that gym, to join Grieving Mom's Haven, to come join me in the in-person retreat, to buy the book, to go on a walk, to take five minutes to meditate, to take a moment to notice your child's laugh or how they play. To take a moment to notice your spouse's smile, um, to feel gratitude in your body, to thank God for the beauty in your life, or to allow yourself to feel the pain, to ugly cry and scream in the car. Whatever it is you need to do, know that you can be the driver of your ship. You don't need to stay on the sidelines just waiting to crash. I want to help you before your crash, and I'll be here too if your journey goes otherwise. All my love this week to you, my friend. Remember that if you want to come join my in-person retreat in October, where we'll do meditations, tapping circles, walks in the woods, lake views, yummy food prepared for you, you literally just show up. You don't have to think about anything and you get to be part of an amazing healing experience this weekend. Go to meganhillica.com slash retreat to learn more. Until next time, my friend, take care. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for Gravy Moms, where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.